iTunes presents Meet the Filmmaker at the Apple Store. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Asim Chabra, freelance journalist and South Asian Journalist Association board member. So I'll call the, uh, the people you come to see, not me, the director of the film, Dave Benegal. And uh, the three cast members, Satish Kaushik, the lovely Tanishta Chatterjee, and the star of the movie, Abhidol. So let me, let me first start off by asking, uh, how many of you have actually seen this film? Has anyone seen the film yet? Okay, which is good actually, because this will sort of, I mean, you'll probably go rush buying the tickets now because there are, I think, two more shows left at the festival and then it's going to be released by Tribeca Films at Tribeca Cinema. It's also going to be available on video demand. You should actually see it at the festival because you'll have uh, the cast and the director here to come and uh, do Q&As. Um, Dave Benegal, who I've known for a, quite a while now, um, is, is, a, is a remarkable filmmaker in, in India. Um, when you talk about films in India, everybody thinks about Bollywood, which is like the popular Hindi language musicals, romance, comedy films that come out of the city of Mumbai, which used to be called Bombay, which is actually only like about a third of what Indian cinema's output, output is. Dave, while working in Bollywood, has sort of, uh, sort of, he actually initiated and started this whole indie movement uh, within Bollywood, quite similar to... Um, in the late 1980s when you were seeing films like by Jim Zarmush here or Spike Lee, which were the, the beginning of the American indie movie. In 1994, he directed an English-language film called um, English August based on a very popular novel. Um, and it, it really sort of sparked a you know, very interesting curiosity and it was a big success in India, uh, followed by another English-language film called Split Wide Open and all the while working within the system but not making Bollywood films. Um, so this is his third film road movie, which is actually Hindi language. Um, it's played at a number of festivals, and it just had its uh, New York premiere three days ago, two days ago. Um, road movie. Uh, it's an homage to cinema. It's homage to a journey, sort of an internal journey of a, of a young man. And they will start with you. You actually worked a, a lot. You lived in New York on and off. Um, your first film, English August, was actually edited here also. And um, this one, Road Movie, the entire post-production was actually done in New York and L.A. and, um, and in, in Canada. Uh, clearly, you've been inspired and in, influenced by what is happening here in terms of in New York, the energy in the, in the film uh, business especially. How, is, how did that inspire this film of yours? Well, I started off sort of very clearly <clears throat> when I wanted to make a film, I knew I didn't want to make a film which was um, a Bollywood film because I didn't really know too much about that. And I wanted to make a film really about my generation and uh, about a, a young sort of the young Indian generation which grew up into free India. And that's what kind of um, really uh, informed and fueled the kind of characters that I was interested in and from that their stories and um, essentially their sort of struggles of how do we kind of um, live in this world, be modern, be contemporary and yet kind of try and build a bridge with the past which is sort of this huge culture, you know, which is 5,000 years and, and so on. Um, and at the same time what was really interesting was when I grew up I was watching just American films. We never got European films at all. It was only when I was about I think 18 or 19 that I that I even realized that there was this, there was that Europe made films. 
So it is kind of weird. Um, but that sort of informed the kind of, you know, my early sort of filmmaking. And I, I remember the sort of films I was watching was, um, you know, some really very auteur work coming out of the Hollywood studio system. And um, some of that was just incredible and really striking. I know that when I was 13, for example, and now this sounds pretty dated, but it's true. When I was 13, I walked into a cinema and I, I saw, um, and I'd been told a lot about this film called Citizen Kane. And I said, I'm sure when I go and watch it, I'm going to be just bored to tears. And I saw it when I was 13 and, and I walked into the cinema, I saw the film and I remember I was completely struck by it and I walked out and I asked the usher if I could watch the next show and there were three shows and I watched them sort of back to back and that whole day at the end of it I came out really late at night and I said, this is, you know, this is the world I want to be a part of, I want to make films. And so right from that sort of early day to my um, sort of then coming here and working with, uh, you know, with editors and, and with, with, for example, Ross, uh, whom I've now known for a really long time, there was this, this <clears throat> real sense of kind of wanting to work with that similar kind of spirit, the spirit of being able to make movies for audiences, but really doing it with your own voice and with your own stories and in the kind of original way that I thought some of the uh, American independents were really showing uh, in terms of their style and their work. And also, I think a lot of it, uh, some of, for example, the avant-garde cinema in, in the US was extraordinary that I would kind of watch, and um, which was really way out there and completely different from anything else. And, so I thought that, you know, there's this incredible thing happening, even though you have this amazing, huge, monolithic kind of uh, movie industry, Hollywood, um, yet there's this ability to kind of have your original voice in that. And so it was that idea, that kind of idea that really fueled me. And I said, hey, if, you know, I, I want to try and do that. I want to be, a, even though I'm sitting in, 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 in India and in in. Uh, you know, in the middle of Bollywood, which makes a thousand movies a year. So um, that's that's how it kind of began. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the film, but I wanted to uh, get to the, uh, the three fine actors. Actually, the, you, you also have a young boy in the film who's a wonderful actor, Mahmoud Faisal, he couldn't come. Um, it's a journey of all, f all, all four of them together in the truck that Abhay's character drives. Um, let me briefly uh, give you some background information about each of these act uh, actors. Abed Diol, who's sitting on the extreme right there, is the leading star. He is the leading star with a capital S of the, the indie film movement that's going on in India right now. Um, out of Bollywood, but, but still not sort of Bollywood cinema. He, in fact, he's had back-to-back -back, uh, three, four films which have been huge successes critically, box office, and the audience also. And so, you know, it was sort of great that he took this role. Um, Tanishta, who's sitting next to him, is also actually, in, in, in very much similar ways, is the leading female star of the Bollywood indie film, uh, the, the indie movement. Tanishta actually was in a film called Brick Lane. I don't know if any of you saw Brick Lane, which was uh, based on a wonderful novel by Monica Ali, set in the uh, South Asian Bangladeshi community in London. And, uh, and since then has taken some really amazing um, indie film roles in India. And if you saw Brick Lane, then you would probably remember the man who played the role of her husband. And so they are sort of now together in every film. That's Satish Kaushik, they, you know, who played her husband. Satish is... Um, Satish actually works within Bollywood. He's A, uh, a, a very significant director. He's made a number of... Uh, 
the, the regular commercially successful musical comedies. He's also a wonderful actor, and he's played a lot of comic roles, uh, character uh, roles. Um, but there's a very different Satish Kaushik you see in this film, and you should actually you know, uh, go to see the film for that. So I wanted to actually ask all three of you, and then I'll come back to Dave again and talk more about the film. Each of your characters, um, how did you approach your characters? Um, Tanishta, I heard you, let me start with you. I heard you speak the other day about the fact that one of the reasons why you took this role was because the script didn't sort of, it had a very sort of a amorphous way of describing your character. How did you develop the person that you became in the screen? Well, I mean, and that's what I said the other day, that sometimes, you know, when you read a script and often actors say that, you know, I, I wanted to pick up this character, I wanted to play it because I related to it. And for me, it was just the reverse. I was like, oh, my God, what is she? I really don't understand. It's, it was quite, it was very nebulous. And uh, what they've told me, his direction was, she's the last wanderer on this planet. And she should appear like a mirage and then she disappears like a mirage. And, and I don't want any region-specific gypsy woman. Uh, she is a gypsy woman. She's a contemporary woman. But I do not want a region-specific gypsy woman. Sometimes when you actually give an actor tools like, you know, language and dialect and properties and, you know, things like more concrete and tangible things to play with, it is far easier. But if you... If you tell someone that, you know, she's the last wanderer and she comes like a mirage and disappears like a mirage and, you know, just a cloudy idea, it's far tougher. But what really drew me to it is the fact that I could create something out of it from an image that he showed me. Um, they've showed me a photograph of a, 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 a gypsy woman that he had clicked in the region, in the region of Kutch where we filmed partly. And uh, he said that, you know, this is my character. It was more of an image that he had in mind. And then from there, I think, like, I built something which is a sort of a fable and a myth and, and also reality in many ways because, you know, when we were filming in that heat... And with the costume, something happened. Something happened which was truthful. Thank you. Um, Abe, um, this is your character's story, essentially. Um, and, you know, from the start to the beginning, it's, it's your character's journey. And I'm sure you went through the journey also, like 40 plus degrees of centigrade of heat and everything else. Um, what did you bring to the role um, of this alienated uh, youth who's trying to figure out who he is? He's quite self-absorbed at the beginning and goes through, I'm not giving away the film, but he does go through a transformation. So how did you approach it? And how, what do you bring to it? Well, um, I had shot uh, two films back to back just prior to this one. Uh, I had had like a really good experience on one of them and a really bad experience on the other one. So I brought a lot of that frustration to the set. And, um, and I told Dave that, um, that, uh, you know, I, I want to be anywhere but here. I don't want to be on a film set. It was great because um, the character that I play in the film, he, um, well, you know, he's kind of escaping from, from his hometown. He's kind of escaping from the existence that he's been born into. So me and Dave kind of, first of all, I had a great rapport with Dave because we similar in wavelength. Um, I'd prep for something if I have to do some kind of a body language change or I have to put on an accent or something. But outside of that, outside of superficial changes, anything that's emotional or internal, I like to be spontaneous with it. And Dave likes to work that way too. Uh, 
it also helps because you have co-actors who will you read a scene by yourself and it's one thing but you see other actors who read who read along their parts with you and suddenly they read it in their own way and so you don't know how to really learn you can't really learn a scene so they've said well you know it's great that you feel like you want to be elsewhere i don't care i'm not asking you to be all intense and get into a method or anything i'm just asking you to be spontaneous and understand where you come from and i said okay great i'm i am frustrated i am someone who right now feels like he wants to get out of his everyday existence and the characters like that as well so let's just start from that point and take it from there and so a lot of it was just spontaneity uh, i fed off satish and tanish time and they're great actors to work with so um uh, and and of course like i said dev and me are on similar wavelength and so we just kind of with that one understanding we took it from there and satish your your character it, it you know he's such a warm lovable sort of the voice of reason and sense in you know in in the film um and with all the clothing that you had to wear my god in that heat uh, that you know becomes the character also really he Not regretted that one though say it again <laughs> i said he regretted that though he picked the clothes uh <clears throat> no for me you know uh, i have my background uh, of theater also you know because i graduated from a very premier institute in uh, new delhi in india uh, national school of drama so i had this uh, backing of being a theater actor so and they and me go long back we were friends before we knew each other before and he had promised me a role in his in his movie that one day i'm going to do, uh, give you a very major role so when he came up with this where he called me from new york and i was in mumbai that time and he told me about the role and he came home after he landed in bombay so the initially you know what actually hit me with the role is a very when he narrated me the role i told him that i have kind of done a similar kind of a role on stage you know which was uh, maxim gorky's play uh, lower depths you know and in in that i played an old man called luka you know luka is a major a major character in that play uh, maxim gorky's lower depths so i told him that even even luka was uh, like a wanderer you don't know from where this man has come from from which planet he has come from whether he is a thief or a crook or a wise man or he is he's he knows about everything about life you know so same way somehow i told him and he agreed immediately that you know satish you are talking right and you are in the right direction that i said i want to to clothe myself a lot you know because this guy must be picking up Uh, you know uh, clothes from anywhere you know there is a shirt then there is a kind of a t-shirt inside then there is a very big huge coat maybe a you know a, a bag he picks up from some some place you know so we were right uh, there uh, with the same wavelength so for me it was it was that you know uh, i had my reference very much ready when he actually narrated me the role uh, and while doing the role yes because when you do this kind of film as you rightly said that i belong to you know the the commercial bollywood song and dance movies i direct them i act but when you do this kind of a role you have to really do your homework a lot and i believe in that a lot you know i i i am sometimes irritating for a director they used to tell me why are you reading the script every day you know why what is the need of that i said no but your version number 4 there was one line like that and there was something written in that uh, paragraph you know why not in in this script you know 
so i'm uh, you know for me that process is uh, uh, much more easy for me and it suits me because being a theater person you have to read all the time your lines your what is what is behind the line that was also very necessary because they've had written a script which was much less words you know so you have to find your uh, you know real expressions your your body language your thought process you know behind the lines which you know the, the kind of empty spaces which were there and you have to really find uh, a way to go through that you know so it was a you know fantastic experience for me to be with the uh, these two good actors tanishtha has worked with me before in uh, bricklane we had a repo abhay i know very well uh, and dev i was very comfortable with so for me it was it was a it was a process which i had a reference you know and um, i could really take it to um, uh, uh, that uh, you know in a in a kind of a surrealistic because the whole film is like that you know in in that you know space which is little abstract also sometimes you have to create a real character out of that you know and it was it was it was a great experience to do that so dev coming back to the film itself i mean it's a fantastic cast that you put together and um they each played their roles very well but the bigger part of the film in lot of ways is this this whole ambiance where these characters get lost and as audiences we also feel that we get lost and i think that sort of a sensibility doesn't exist in indian cinema you obviously you talked about watching european films and, and american films um your crew was very much a european crew i mean you 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 i i i think there was an intent to get this sort of a uh feels give it an international feel as a cinema you even had music by non indian uh, musicians um what are the thoughts that went into it and how did you you know sort of select your your crew you you had a french cameraman uh dp you had a your your production designer is french also uh do you want to address that yes i mean i had a sort of very um <clears throat> wild i call it the my wild bunch uh, there was a french director of photography who worked with emir kustarika Anne Sibel, who is a production designer who um, was on Marie Antoinette and is now doing the new Woody Allen film, and Michael Brook, who has done the amazing score bit of which you heard here. Um, Michael has done music for uh, Sean Penn's Into the Wild. Um, the idea really was that when these guys get lost, I think right from the beginning when I was writing this, um, it, it was really an internal journey, and I. I, I and and you know working the reason i also chose to work with these three amazing actors is because i thought that they would be able to really understand the kind of um performance that i was looking for and 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 this is wonderful line for that <clears throat> uh, once john ford was asked um what's the greatest landscape you filmed in um and he said well the greatest landscape i filmed in uh, the greatest landscape for me are the eyes of john wayne and i thought that was you know wow that is exactly what i was sort of uh wanting to try and achieve with this movie is really to see this film and this story and this journey through the eyes of my my actors my amazing actors and i thought that they also were they were the ones who were able to kind of would would be able to really go beyond just the words i didn't want it to just be all you know talk 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 but really to look at the sort of spaces in between that and the movie is really about finding those white spaces and um when i was writing it for example the music came to me first and i i i wanted a sort of a desert blues kind of soundtrack and i knew i wanted the guitar and and um my producer ross 
Katz suggested uh, Michael Brooks's name, and Michael is really well known for the infinite guitar, and he's extraordinary. And with the other team, I think I was what I was looking at. I was, I was looking at this extraordinary lands, this extraordinary landscape, which in many ways informed and was really central to how I was going to make this movie and how it was going to look and feel and the tone of the movie. And it, it had this kind of really theatric sort of space. There are these vast open lands which were, uh, you know, which are which were once um, submerged uh, un underwater, and they've now sort of come up. And so you get this extraordinary kind of terrain, and um, it had that kind of mythic quality. And I was looking for somebody who could appreciate it for what it was, who could look at it afresh and not just look at it and say, oh my God, this is just some boring, dull, rock-strewn place, but really appreciate it for its timelessness. Because the idea was that here's a story of a young dude who kind of leaves his um, city and his comfort zone and suddenly finds himself lost. Um, and then, you know, in that discovers something about life and about learning to live with um, people who are completely from different worlds and learning to appreciate the differences amongst us. Um, and also through the movies, really understanding what movies are all about, which is really about sort of bringing, in a sense, laughter or a sense of escape and a journey. So I think the the the, the crew, I mean, the the way this sort of really crazy lot of people who um, actually worked really well together. And I think the the only reason we worked so well was because the temperatures were up to about 130 degrees, and we were filming in that. So. You know, there was nothing you could do but just be, just get along with one another, I think. Um, and uh, so we kind of really got together. We worked very well together. And I think we, we all understood that, okay, this is the tone. This is the spirit. This is what we're trying to do um, in this film. And, and, you know, it's got to sort of have a feel and a look which is completely different from anything else that might, um, you know, exist or work in, in that, from the world where I was coming from. The, the movie is so stunning looking and all of you like really glow and shine as actors with the light and everything else also. But this must have been such a difficult film to be in, just just the location where you were shooting. Um, what were your most favorite memory of being on the shoot? What do you enjoy the most and what was, what was the hardest thing that you had to do? Besides being in the truck which looks so cramped, I think. Actually, the enjoyment was only after the we saw the first print of the film. <laughs> till till that, that time to be at the shoot, especially for me with the beard and with all these clothes, you know. I, had ne I never, uh, you know, grew beard in my life. But this was the first time at this stage I had to go through this. So my enjoyment was only, you know, when it was through, through and through. <laughs> but yes, of course because we had a great team uh, to work with. So, Rajasthan is a very, you know, where we shot this film uh, uh, in India, is a, is a very beautiful place, as you can see in the shots. You know, uh, in the daytime is very, very harsh, very hot, but at night it turns into something else, you know. Uh, there, uh, you know, there is a cool, because they always say, you know, at night does it, becomes very cool you know so there is there's wind there's so in the evening we used to have our uh, you know uh, 
uh, our drinking sessions and you know uh, not reading the script and you know trying to tell Dev please join us at the party and he says uh, the, he always used to say that I have got you know I have to get up early in the morning but we will push him and call him please come we are having dinner at such and such place so we had our share of uh, you know happy moments but uh, but the film uh, was uh, done in uh, straight 35 40 day schedule so everybody has to be on their toes so as i said the enjoyment was when we saw the first sprint finished what about you honestly i uh, when i look at the film i wonder how did we do it <laughs> because it was it was really hot and you know when when the, uh, the the sun is so bright the the lights and the reflectors on the faces of the actors are even harsher because you have to match with with your surroundings and your background so i think with lights and reflectors it was like 70 degrees centigrade not fahrenheit Plus you had a blanket on you. Plus, yeah, this veil that I was supposed to wear, um, that I did wear, um, was made of a particular woolen material. I did call it my, a blanket. And when Amba, uh, the costume designer, she showed me this is what my costume is, I was like, you don't love me. But this is the first time I'm meeting you. What is it that you have against me? How can you give me this in like... She said, she said to me that no, women in that region actually wear this even in the summer and it somehow, she explained to me, it protects them from the heat. And I was like, okay, that, that defies all logic. But surprisingly, you know, Rajasthan being a desert area, you don't really, it, there's, not, it, there's no humidity, so we don't, you don't sweat. And funnily, it really acted like an umbrella. So while uh, Satish and Abhay and Dev had their umbrellas, and of course Dev had a cap and, and, and a malmal, you know, he looked like some... <laughs> Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> exactly, he did. And I, I, had, I had my blanket to cover myself and protect myself from the heat. But yeah, I mean, I think when I look at the film, I, I don't know how we did it. It was... Um, it, it, the weather conditions were really drastic, but I also have to admit that, I mean, uh, most of our calls were very early in the morning. We would wake up at five and I didn't have to drag myself onto the set. I always look forward to being on set and I have to give it to Dave. He shouldn't hear this, but um, I have to tell you that I think he chose the right kind of people and the right energies and we really had a wonderful time in spite of the fact that, you know, there were difficult situations that came in. Um, even in the salt belt that we were filming, it, it was soaked under water and we had to have a second schedule because of that. But we all stood by, you know, uh, the film and we believed in the script and the entire team was together. Well, yeah, the troubles were many. Uh, as we discussed, it was very hot. Uh, that last uh, sequence you saw with the salt pans, it's actually the, it's, it's not dry ground, it's just marshy ground with salt on it. So your foot would go in two feet, and that's if you look closely, we're kind of trudging along like this. And they would say, don't spoil the set. And we couldn't actually <laughs> like leave <how? laughs> trails behind either. We're like, how do we manage that? And in the film, they put up a whole Ferris wheel on top of that, but of course, that's another location. Um, and in weird weather, uh, of course it was summer, so it was very hot. But sometimes the night get cold, it would get breezy and then the rain would come. And I remember this one time we were shooting in this one other place in Rajasthan where 
as soon as it started to rain, the local crew started to go crazy and they panicked and they all started getting the cars to drive out. We're like, what's happening? And they're like, well, you know, this area, if it continues to rain, it's going to turn into a marsh. So you have to get out now. So I remember the makeup vans, the generators, the cars, everybody that was there, all getting in and there's this line of cars and this is in the middle of the night, the desert. Suddenly, like you see a convoy of cars coming out, then they would wait. Oh, the rain passes really quickly. So then they all drove back. Suddenly it rained again. So then again, the whole convoy went all the way out and then it stopped again. So it was, it was quite hectic, but um, there was fun parts as well. Some of the funner parts around was we used to bully Tanishtha a lot because she was the only girl in amongst us. And she would, uh, she, poor thing, she took a lot of They harassment. still do that. Um, the little boy who was with us, she kept telling him, do not listen to these men, you know, because the bad influences on you. Um, I remember being, we were staying in some prince's house in Rajasthan and we all had a, had a get together and then and, and that this prince came and he was drunk out of his head. He said, bring the women. At which point we all, of course, avoided him and did our own thing. So it had, yeah, we had, we had our fun. <laughs> that, that sounds awesome. We have about 10 minutes. Questions from the audience? We have a mic, so if you just raise your hand, we'll come on over. There, there's a hand in the back, and then I'll come. Okay, or this right. gentleman, and then somebody we'll in the back. Here yeah. and then we'll go to the back. Yes, uh, actually, I liked the um, should I say the 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 look, the aesthetics of the film. I just want to know which kind of camera you used, and also the what was the budget for the movie. Um, the producers are not here, so I can't comment on the budget. I just wrote and directed it. Uh, <clears throat> but I know the camera we chose. We filmed. Uh, we filmed with a. What did we film with? We filmed with an Arri-Cam. I think it was an Arri-Cam ST, and we used Zeiss Technovision lenses, and we filmed on Kodak film stock. Um, uh, and we filmed on Kodak tungsten stock. We did not use Kodak daylight stock, and we did not use the regular um, um, daylight balancing filters at all. We used um, just very sort of, I wouldn't call them special filters, we just used, um, we used antique suede filters to correct for the daylight. That's what gives it that look. We have a, in the back. Yep, yeah. right in the back. I hope that sort of answers. Thank you. Hey, Dave. Uh, uh, here. Yeah, hi. Uh, how are you? Uh, my question is, uh, like, how do you find the story? Uh, how do you come, to, come across the story? Can you put the mic closer to your mouth? How, like, how do you find the story? And my second question is to actors, uh, like, because uh, for the first time when uh, they told you about the characters, he gives you an idea, like broad perspective. But like on the set, like how uh, they give you, like on the set itself, like how he will give you the directions. So does it help you or like how and you can also add the dimension into it like if you want well, let me answer your second yeah. question i mean i mean they will answer but you know um how did i come to this idea i <clears throat> i've always wanted to make a road movie i like the idea of um just travel and the sense of escape which not a, which you get both from a movie as uh, both from watching movies as well as from getting out onto the road and traveling um, there was also this sense of just really kind of, um, you know, I love the, I thought the Indian landscape was extraordinary and I, I wanted to sort of 
make this... I wanted to tell a story of a, a guy who has no clue about what's happening around his little world. You know, he's sort of sitting with his ears blocked up and he's lost in his little world and he kind of has no clue of life around there. And yet, actually, he does. He just knows that there is a world outside this and what's happening out there. And so that was the sort of initial germ of the idea. That's how it sort of came. And then I just wrote. I write in a pretty organic manner and, and I write in a way which I would not recommend anybody at all to follow. Um, and also about the actors, I will give them the the, the, uh, for, uh, the, the microphone, but there was this extraordinary um, uh, event that happened while we were filming where I had my script and I had all the dialogues and I had the storyboards and I had everything and one of the interns was holding it and there was we had really bad weather um, and there was a huge gust of wind and everything sort of just flew away and um, I was uh, standing next to Michelle the director of photography and we looked at one another and we started laughing and then we said that you know maybe that's the way we should be making the movie we've got this extraordinary location we've got enough of film in our hotel room we've got the camera we've got the actors we've got 30 days um, let's just go out and discover what this is all about um, I'm not suggesting that this is the way anybody should do that when they're making a movie at all, but we, this just came upon us. So it, in a sense, it was also just working with the actors to really discover their character and to go beyond what was written and beyond what we spoke about. You guys want to talk about what kind of directions Dave gave you? Um, well, yeah, uh, how he brought it out... Well, he threatened to kick us out a lot, so that kind of helped. Um, like I said in the beginning, um, he, um, well, I, I anyways was in a place where I didn't want to work, you know, I really wanted to get out of a film set. I, I, I felt claustrophobic. I felt uh, like my life was just laid out for me, you know, in, in, in a cycle that I couldn't get out of. And so we used that for the character, you know, because it went so well with the script. So that made the job a lot easier because I, I was already in the zone. Um, the other thing was, uh, they've said that, of course, he's a very self-absorbed kind of guy. He, does, he, he think more about himself than anybody else first. So I came from that place, somebody who was uh, perhaps claustrophobic, frustrated, and also self-absorbed, and uh, has found this chance to get out of his hometown. So the rest... Um, like I said also earlier, me and Dave are similar in the sense that we, uh, he likes actors to be spontaneous. He doesn't like, he wouldn't like you to come on set prepared with your lines learned. First of all, there were hardly any lines. And wherever we got the opportunity to cut them out, we'd cut them out. Uh, that was great, you know, less for me to do, you know, um, and less for me to learn. Um, but it was, it was essentially feeding off my co-actors, um, something that only once you're on set will that happen. You know, that's not something you can prepare for. Um, you just have to be really aware, and, and all acting schools teach you this, is you have to have this sense of awareness and you have to be uninhibited, you know, so that, you know, you're, you take in what's happening, the entire environment. It was already hot, for example. We were tired, we were traveling. Um, all of that added to, to the experience of the process and all of that added to the, uh, to the stuff in the film, you know, to the character in the film. I think um, Abhay put it very rightly. I mean, um, um, what what Dave did was he he chose a set of actors and he 
he kind of put them in a particular environment and allowed them to react to each other and react to what was happening there and i think as actors yeah we've 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 had all of us had enough experience except for the little boy who's is quite amazing um uh to to be uninhibited as as uh, abhay pointed out and to just react and not to act that was one of the things that they've said and um the other thing that he said to all of us um which he mentioned earlier is the eyes are the landscape and he did focus a lot on because we even my character didn't have uh, much to speak so he said that the eyes should communicate the mystery and you know the 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 nebulous thing that you know the the mystery around the character and the and the mirage that she's coming from and what is it behind her and um so i think um it was it was more about instinctive things than about really preparing and uh and and having said that it's sometimes it's not easy to do that it's not easy to just react to what you have to be very alert and um uh i think whenever they that alertness was missing i guess they would come to us and you know say something into our ears and he had a way of saying things if if we were fantastic in a shot he would come and say that oh my god that was so awful i'm not doing this any longer next take next shot and we were like oh my god what why and then if if he thought it it really didn't work and we had to do it again he would come up to us and say oh my god that was fabulous that's the best acting i've ever seen it you know and so let's repeat it again <laughs> so that was the kind of i think his humor also was something that made all of us feel very light and relaxed and that's when i think actors also perform the best when when the director's not on top of your head just telling you okay stand here walk three steps and then look on the right and then sigh a bit he never did that he allowed us to explore things and it's he intervened only when he felt that there was something else that he wanted to extract out of us i think both of <laughs> both of them spoken uh, at length you know but why i feel the same way but yes uh, you know i was i was a little cheater uh, towards dev you know because dev wants his actor to be uh, you know very fresh when they come don't prepare so much but as i said you know being a theater actor and i i will lock myself in the room i rehearse a lot actually i i have this bad habit you can say that and my co-actor sometimes in my bollywood commercial films also they get very wary of me why are you rehearsing so much what is the need of rehearsing so much i said i can't do without this i have to rehearse i have to rehearse i can't uh, go like that but then you 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 build up a style for yourself you know uh, every actor has some uh, way for it you know and i do that i rehearse a lot i i read a, read my script lot of times i try to find uh, various means and various ways to do uh, a certain dialogue or a certain scene but uh, that's true that when you come on to the sets uh, you know you unwind yourself so you kind of what what you have prepared you just keep at the back of your mind you know and because there is directed to carry you there are a lot of other people you know your cameraman has to make you look good though cameraman used to make only her look good you know the rest of the people were <laughs> you know but when you come on to the sets you unwind yourself what preparation you have done that's that's 
I feel as an actor, I I do uh, always that, you know. Then director carries you, and you 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 suddenly keep yourself empty, you know. And because there are there are uh, there are times you have to improvise a lot. Then it's some kind of a nuances which director wants, which he will be able only uh, able to tell you, you know, what he wants. So uh, keep yourself on an empty space, but definitely my way of working was that I will close myself, though they've never wanted that, but I will close myself into the room and prepare a lot. You know, I used to prepare a lot for my role. I think we, we have, have another one. Like one more question. One more question. All yeah. the way in the back row here. I'm really looking forward to seeing the film. This is actually the second or third time I've seen the short and just to see the beautiful landscape. I mean, I know these actors are amazing. Brick City was one of my favorite movies of the last two years. Really powerful. That's for sure. But uh, my question goes to Dev. And as far as Indian filmmaking now, uh, like My Name is Khan be was a global release. Do you see a lot more non-Bollywood type film coming from like, global releases? And how will that change the way in Satish also that you make films in India? And will you be making them for more of a global audience? By the way, My Name is Khan was a Bollywood film. It was pretending not to be one. But anyway, Dave, you want to say more? <laughs> Um, I'm, you know, it's, 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 it's a really interesting question and a pretty tough question to, uh, which probably doesn't have an immediate answer. Um, but I'm, th I'm hoping that with, with the road movie being at Tribeca, it's, it, first of all, I think road, this is absolutely historic. I've got to mention that. It's historic that uh, an Indian movie gets a U.S. release of this kind. Um, it, it's not happened for a long, long, long while. So uh, it's extraordinary, and um, it's it's difficult to get foreign language films into the U.S. So uh, for us, it's huge. Um, <clears throat> being at Tribeca is very special, and we're hoping that with something like this, it just opens out, uh, you know, the uh, the availability, and that more people would like to do that. It's just so difficult that most people don't do it. So what they do is that they look at their own comfort zone and they look at their own domestic market and they say, all right, why should we struggle? Why, what, why should we do that to get this movie out there? Because we've got to sort of, it's such a huge struggle. But for me, it was, you know, it was very different. I kind of um, studied here. I have lots of friends here. I, you know, I find the city just really kind of strangely inspires me um, to do that. If you're living in Bombay, which, which has 16 million people, when you come to New York, it feels like, you know, where are the people? This is, is everyone on holiday? Where have they gone? So there's a sense of stillness. It, it sounds weird, but it is true. But I'm able to just walk and I'm able to do things. I'm able to read different kinds of books. I'm able to look at, you know, music. I'm able to come and sit on that side, which I've done a lot, and sort of participate in these talks and stuff like that or, you know, whatever is going on. And it sort of fuels you and you're able to go away and do your own thing. And I think that's what's extraordinary, and, and um, that's what made me make this. And I think for us to be back here uh, is very, very special. And I'm hoping that being here allows a whole lot of others to say, aha, okay, maybe that's possible. You know, maybe there's a, there's a route that maybe there's a way that we can also do that. So, um, you know, I, I hope it happens because there are some extraordinary stories from the subcontinent there's, that are just waiting to be told and that are waiting to be seen. All right. Um, thank you all. Um, go see the film. There are two more shows left at the festival and then it opens for a week and a half or something at Tribeca Cinema. It's going to be in video on demand. Tell your friends to see the film. It's, it's going to be a special experience, really. Thank you. Thank you very much, everyone.